Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 31, recorded Sunday, February 25th, 2018. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And this is our Oscars 2018 preview show. Uh, so as as we're recording this, the uh, the actual Oscars night is uh, is a week away. And at this point, we have seen yeah, nearly all of the movies. Enough to make an informed opinion about yeah, things, I'd a, say. About, about most of the categories between mm-hmm. the two of us at this point, I yeah. think. But we um, have seen all nine Best Picture uh, best picture nominees. Yes. Yes, we have. We can at least weigh in on those, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's there's a good bit of overlap between those and, and some of the other categories, as there often is. But mm-hmm. So... Uh, we're we're just gonna start at the top of those alphabetically. So for for best picture, call me by your name. <laughs> Nature has cunning ways of finding our weakest spot. Coming by Your Name is about a, a romance between a, a grad student and a 17-year-old in the Italian countryside during the summer of in the early 80s, 1982 or 1983. I don't quite remember. Yeah. Early 80s is good enough. Yes, early 80s is good enough. And um, the film stars Army Hammer and Timothy, I'm going to mess up his name, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet? Um, yeah, um, Sorry, guy. Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, it's their story. It's it's a it's a romance film, more or less, um, but it's also kind of a coming of age film. Also, the film is very European in how it feels. Um, I'm saying this partly because I've been watching a lot of just like European movies from like the 70s and stuff. <laughs> so I've been I, I've definitely felt that while I was watching this. And the film is also adapted by James Ivory, who is, you know, the ivory part of Merchant Ivory. And so if you've ever seen a Merchant Ivory movie, like uh, I think Howard's in as an example, um, you definitely get that feeling from it. Um, uh, uh, Room of the View, that's also a, a Merchant Ivory film. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that feeling here, except, you know, it isn't, you know, turn of the century England and like it is in a lot of those movies. But you definitely feel that sort of literary European extent with it. And I think the film is very emotional, it's very powerful, and it's very interesting how they look at this romance. I think that they find a way of making it relatable and something that you can really kind of put yourself into. The performances are very good. I like the way the actors work with each other. I, I don't have just a, a whole lot to add on on this one. I mean, I mm-hmm. I thought it was was well put together. The acting was was good, but I don't know nothing about it really elevated it to me. I mean, to to quite this level, like it's 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 all good. I mm-hmm. I don't have any specific complaints, but I I didn't feel it was as good as most of the other contenders. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean, I'll I'll admit part of that is that you know, this isn't really quite my kind of movie to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's slightly drier than the other movies. Um, not uh, like that's, most that's, of them. That's not to say that it's dull. It's not like that. It's just it's just it's just different from the other ones. And... Yeah, yeah, and the the central relationship you know between. You know, like like you said, we've got a seventeen year old and a and a grad student. 
who's... I think he's 20, 23 or 24. Yeah, um, or you know, supposed to be. But, it's supposed to be, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the actors are like... You know, like Army Hammer is like thirty something, and yeah, or 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 late twenties, and yeah, you know, the other ones in his early twenties. You know, in in reality, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know it uh, it it never quite got creepy, but it was right up on that line. Yeah, it gets somewhat problematic at times. So it's it's I don't think of it as being like a predatory situation. I don't see that. I know there's a lot of no. a lot of people that like want to say that, but I don't think that's there. No, uh, I, I I didn't get that out of it, but there 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 are certainly other aspects of the relationship. I mean, just just the age difference enough is is enough to mm-hmm. you know, give some some discomfort to the audience here. Yeah, um, and but really, that's the only thing that gives me the most discomfort. Um, I think the the way, like the the how the relationship unfolds and how it's portrayed is, you know, kind of actually, it's, you know, it's kind of sweet and endearing in a lot of ways. Um, I wish that you know there wasn't that much of an age difference because I feel like it flavors things more than I wish it did. Yeah, um, yeah, I I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, as it is, though, I do think it's a it's a well made film, and I actually I'm a I've said this before, and, and I'm a Sufjan Stevens fan, so I enjoyed the songs, and it, I also really like the psychedelic furs, so um, I like the fact that you know uh, Love My Way kept showing up throughout the movie. I don't know, it's a very it's a well crafted film, it's pretty well written. I think it's very emotionally beautiful, and I and the funny thing is, I think given the whole teenage teenager falling in love for the first time concept is, you know, kind of echoed in a different manner with another uh, another Best Picture nominee of this year, Lady Bird. Um, and they also, and, and Timothy is in both of those movies as well, which is kind of funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one. But we'll get to that. We can, yeah. Yeah, this, like like I said, I didn't feel this was a bad movie, but it's, it's certainly not the top of my list uh, for, yeah. for Best Picture. No. Um, I, I agree. Like, uh, it's not bad. I'm, I'm glad I saw it, um, but I don't think it's at the, the top of my list either. When will the lesson be learned? You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth! Nonsense. The only slippery slope. Would you stop interrupting me while I am interrupting you? Uh, so, next, uh, Darkest Hour, starring Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill, and a handful of other notable actors, um, in particular, uh, Lily James, who uh, has, has has gained some some repute in uh, in recent years from Downton Abbey and uh, Cinderella, which uh, which we did a while back. Uh, really, really well, she's also in actors. Baby Driver. Uh, yeah, and and Baby Driver this uh, yeah. this past summer, which we both liked. Yeah. So, um, but mostly this this is about Winston Churchill. He is yeah. he is definitely the focus. I mean, there are lots of other things going on, but this is sort of about his place in these events and yeah a a lot of the acclaim for this movie is is coming from gary oldman's performance his his sort of transformation into churchill and Mm -hmm. i i think that's very much deserved i mean a lot of the the time you're not gonna really be able to look at him and say okay i see gary oldman there i only see him in his eyes only that's the only that's the only place i see it really and, but not even always then. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, really, really great performance, and I, I very much enjoyed the movie. I, I thought it was a, you know, very, very convincing. I mean, I, I totally believed in, in Oldman's character of, of Churchill and, and the things he said and did. 
I I can't believe he was able to do. I, I don't know if this is a testament to how good. Well, Gary Oldman's always good, so like it, it definitely you know it's a testament to how good he is. But like the fact that the makeup in the film looked so like I could have believed that Oldman got fatter, you know, um, for this. <laughs> but it would have been hard for him to get fat in such a manner to have like the you know Churchill jowl thing right. going along. So I, I think that that's that's a credit to the film too that he's able to have all that makeup on him and still give this really great performance. Um, my, like, I think it's like a very inventive film. I think it's, he gives an amazing performance. I, I also think the film is shot really well. I actually, it's, it's nominated for cinematography and I think it deserves to be, um, I don't know if it deserves to win, but it's still a really well shot film. I felt the filmmaking craft of the film is really good, but I found myself kind of disappointed in the script. I, I kind of, this was the last one I had to see, and I kind of hyped it up a little, because I knew that it wasn't going to be, like, another war movie. It was going to be sort of about World War II, but on a, on a behind-the-scenes sort of way. And, I don't know, I kept finding myself somewhat disappointed. Um, I felt like Lily James is a little underused. I don't know. What what, what happened was, I, I'll admit, so I'll put this straight out, I kept comparing it to Lincoln and the King's Speech, and how those movies, you know, succeeded in ways that this one didn't. And that was, that really, you know, it kind of hurt the movie for me. I don't think it's a bad movie. I definitely wouldn't say that. I think it's an extremely well-crafted, very good film. I just wish the script was a tiny bit, I don't know, it just, it needed something else. I don't know what, but it could just be that Gary Oldman is just too good and everyone else in the movie gets kind of blindsided. So, I don't know. That, that was, that's what happened with me. I got surprisingly disappointed in this movie, but I don't think it's bad, so... Yeah, I I can't really argue with that, but I I came away with a a more favorable impression of this one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I I recommend it. Yeah. I, I liked I, it a lot. And I do think it makes for a good double feature with the next nominee. Very much so. The enemy tanks have stopped. Why? Why waste precious tanks when they can pick us off from the air like fish in a barrel? There are 400,000 men on this beach. Next movie is uh, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, which takes place sort of at the, the same time as, as the, the very end of, of Darkest Hour. You could watch the like the first half of Darkest Hour, I think, and then watch Dunkirk, <laughs> and then finish Darkest Hour, I guess. At some at some point, someone will make this beautifully long fan edit of the two movies together, and it'll be jarring and weird, but it'll still be fun. Yeah, I, I think it would even work as a as a traditional double feature: you know, Darkest Hour and and then Dunkirk. We talked about this movie at length. Um, we have a whole podcast specifically about Dunkirk. Um, I am curious if this movie would. Had this movie come out in, say, September or October, how it would have flavored things for us with the rest of this list. Um, it's This one came out in the summer. Um, I would say it was one of the bigger movies to see of the summer. It's certainly the biggest movie to see of the summer that didn't feature a teenager in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like 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 you said, we, we do have a, a whole other episode about it go check it out it's it's still in the feed Mm -hmm. but i i really did think this was a great movie and i to to me it's still near the top of my list it it is sort of surprising that it's it's had these these sort of legs for you know to to have lasted this long to have come out so long ago and and be an awards contender no it's still pretty high on my list too it's just 
I'm, that's just a, that's the what if of the whole situation though like yeah, had this come yeah. out like would this be higher on my list with this where would this be um i think uh i think it's probably nolan's best crafted film like when you think about how how one makes a movie how one tells a story all that stuff he this this might be his best one i actually there's apparently a fan edit out there right now that's the a silent movie version of it that someone made and apparently it's not that different um and i think that that's kind of cool i feel like it's it's nice that you know nolan kind of was able to look at how filmmaking has progressed throughout the years and be able to use that stuff to make a really tight really great narrative about a story that we as americans don't really talk about that much because america's not involved in this story for world war ii it's definitely the best world war ii movie i've seen in a long time i'll say that yeah yeah so there's there there is that um and you're you're right. There was very little dialogue in the film to begin with, so a silent edit wouldn't be too different just just yeah. for that. But I mean, I I definitely recommend it. I was was fortunate enough to get to a, a seventy millimeter screening, which had all the the pluses and all the minuses of a seventy <laughs> yeah. millimeter screening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah we saw Hateful Eight that way too. I think we did. Uh, we yeah. Did. Um, yeah. And it, it also had the <laughs> the pluses and the minuses, but right. Yeah. Uh, if you have not seen Dunkirk, this is one of the easier films for you to see before the ceremony on Sunday. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, so, it's, so it's been it out, out long enough. You'll you you can find the the, the DVD in in stores and mm-hmm. you know, to rent digitally and and everything. So next on the list is a, a movie that we we both saw uh, about a year ago when it came out, but we haven't yep. really talked about much here. Didn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Get out. Jordan Peele's Get Out. It's interesting because like every every so often, like I have these when we these nominees come out, there's always these sort of other superlative things that come out about it. And I think this might be the most important movie to see this year in that it touches on so many societal issues that were kind of ignored for a while and have become part of the forefront again. Um, there's another movie on this list that has a similar feeling to it, albeit with different with a different focus. I feel like, I don't know, it's just one of the best horror films I've seen in a while. It gets under your skin. It makes you think a lot. It makes, it's very cerebral. It, Oh, I don't know. It's just just really good. <laughs> um, like, it 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 really is. Yeah, I I, I agree. But I, I think we have talked about this between the two of us, but not really here on on the show. Is that yeah. there's a lot to unpack here, and I I felt you know like it's part of the the point of this movie is is to raise awareness, but more to the point is is just to say these things that people are, are already thinking but those yep. people are not necessarily us exactly yeah i think i said before like i, I don't want to say something for someone that has their own voice you know i don't want to do that right the thing i like about get out is that i think it's going to be the one that will of these you know nine movies this is the one that's going to get the most academic papers written about it oh for um, sure that's already happening you could actually google the get out syllabus right now and you could like if you were to write that in that'll take you to so many things that will connect you into a scholarly look at this movie and i know that'll turn off some people and i and i get it um but there is some just just really neat really interesting 
work being being written about this film and i think that's that's part of the why, reason why it's so important uh, a, a podcast that i listen to the faculty of horror has a pretty good list of stuff for get out so you can you can check that out later if you want to but yeah there's i don't know like all the things that it's nominated for i i totally get it um i kind of want it to win original screenplay um i know it has to go against three billboards for that but i think i think it could stand a good chance there um, and you were, and Tim, you were saying that, you know, Best Picture is the only one that you would be kind of like, I don't know if I wanted to win Best Picture, but you understand everything, it being up for everything else. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's weird being up for Best Picture. I mean, partly just for being a horror film or, or yeah. a genre film of, of any kind. And the Academy is still very averse to that. I mean, yeah, you know, things like Lord of the Rings, notwithstanding, because there, mm-hmm. there would have been actual riots in Hollywood that year oh, yeah. if, if, if yeah. it the king hadn't won but mm-hmm. um i mean that that aside this didn't really feel like the best movie of the year to me i i think it is like you said going to be the most culturally and and socially important out of out of these but i don't know if that makes it the best yeah i i, I feel somewhat similarly i don't know if it's the best but it is at least really good it is it is and yeah it, it is up for a, a few others like you said original screenplay Jordan Peele for uh, for directing and uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who was was in Black Panther that we uh, we yep. talked about last week on the show, uh, up for best actor. I mean, those are all really really good, and ev- even in pretty tight fields uh, for 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 those awards, I feel like they're very strong contenders. I mean, I I just don't feel like the picture overall, given the rest of the competition, stands up in that area exactly but there's a mm-hmm. lot going on here that's that's really good and worthwhile i agree it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens the film stuff that i've been going through and everything this is the first movie i think since night of the living dead that i feel like has been having the same kind of like the same kind of overall examination um as a horror film and i think i think that's pretty cool i don't know if it's like gonna stand the test of time as much as night of the living dead did because like you know that's still a big deal 50 years later so but we'll, we'll see it's not for everybody of course as it's a horror film but it's... yeah that that is still very very true and and is going to remain true i mean yeah we've mm-hmm. we've talked about at, at at some length horror is not really my thing it's 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 mm-hmm. very much it's it's my thing yeah, yeah and, and I'm, I'm more science fiction so mm-hmm. this isn't even necessarily my kind of movie but i i kind of understand what it's trying to do and, and i can appreciate it on that mm-hmm. level, I mean, like, like I said, there's there's a lot of social and cultural stuff here that I don't feel really qualified to speak on. Like, I, yeah. I I can't completely get my head around it just because I don't come from there. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to be just like talking out of my butt. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that said, um, if you are so inclined towards horror films, this is one that's also very easy to get a hold of right now. It's been on Blu-ray and DVD for a while. And I think actually last weekend, like during President's Day, there were free showings of it. So that happened. And now that doesn't help you at all. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great timing there. Yeah. Oh well. Still. Oh well. So, moving on because we've still got more movies to talk about. I hate California. I want to go to the East Coast. I want to go where culture is, like How New in the York. World did I race or at least snow. Connecticut or New Hampshire where, where writers live in the world. Get into those schools anyway. Mom, you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College and then to jail and then back to City College and then maybe you'd learn to pull yourself up and not expect everybody to do everything. <laughs> Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird. 
Ladybird being a film about the senior year of, um, uh, you're going to have to say the actress's name for me. Uh, Sorsha Ronan. Yeah, Sorsha Ronan's character. It's her senior year. It's 2002, 2003, which was my senior year. So that was actually an easy thing for me to relate to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is, it's about her senior year and all the relationship issues that she goes through thereof. There is some, you know, like Call Me By Your Name, there is some, you know, falling in love for the first time kind of stuff. But that isn't the wholly important part. I mean, there's a lot of similarities that you'll see between the characters, but it's not the main focus of the film. I think the main focus of the film is her relationship with her family and with her friends. And I think that is what makes the film exceptional because I feel a lot of the ways that there's, I don't know, my wife said that it's very original and unoriginal at the same time. There's a lot of just typical teen high school movie tropes that are in there that I wish were used less conventionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very hard not to notice John Hughes's influence in this, but that doesn't mean it's bad in any way. I just wish it did more than with what it have. But basically the big, the big takeaway from this movie that the big crowning achievement of it is the performances and the way the relationship between the daughter and the mother is portrayed. Um, Laurie Metcalf actually gives probably the best performance I've ever seen her do anything in. And and that's not saying she's bad at all. I mean, like, I've grown up watching Laurie Metcalf and stuff, and I really like her. And I still think this is a, an amazing performance. And I want her to win, I'll be honest. I want her to win, but we'll we'll see what happens there Yeah. Um, for, for supporting actress. It may not be the most original teen movie you'll ever see, but it definitely has some of the best acting you will see. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. It It is certainly not the best teen movie you're gonna see i i mean we've we've talked about this you know off off the show since since we both saw it yeah i i think i said at the time it felt somehow both sincere and pretentious simultaneously which is kind of like being a teenager you know well yeah yeah this 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 teenager in in particular i mean yeah Yeah. and 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 it is i i think sort of about you know this this sort of teenager. I mean, not all teenagers are exactly like this. They're we they're they're all different kinds of people. But this this is sort of this archetype, and yeah, she she does sort of have her own pretenses in in her own head, and and it's it's very much about her coming of age and and yeah, acting on those, and sometimes discovering that well, that's not actually true, or it's it's kind of like that, but. There's something else to it's 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 complex in its in its depiction of these relationships and like like you said lots of really good performances you know all all that said I this 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 would not be my pick this is sort of yeah. middle of the pack this year for me yeah it's in the middle of the pack for me too it kind of like Darkest Hour I wish it had a better script um, but for different reasons so it's uh, yeah it's kind of in the middle for me as well I really liked it I think it's the kind of movie that can stick with you for a while you'll watch it and maybe a little under impressed and then sometime later be like oh man that movie really got that right you know like you know something will happen and I think I think that says something I think that's but even then it still wouldn't be what I would vote for. Yeah, it's 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 very very credible. Um, yeah, yeah, incredible. I mean, That's a good way to put e- it. Even for you know this this protagonist character being rather extreme in uh, in some of these these aspects, like she she is mm-hmm. you know, not not quite the the level of of parody, but no, 
it's but, yeah. d- definitely down that road a little ways. Yeah, but I think that's just sort of the nature of teenagers. It is. It is. So, I mean, and I, I yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. But like like you said, it does sort of stick with you. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. I just wasn't super impressed with it at first, but it kind of grew on me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. You can sew almost anything into the canvas of a coat. When I was a boy, I started to hide things in the linings of the garments. Things that only I knew were there. Secrets. Good morning. Will you have dinner with me? Yes. Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread. Yeah. This is uh, about a, a dress designer in uh, in london and uh the people in his life uh particularly a uh, a woman he meets who is working as a as a waitress and uh becomes a, a more integral part of uh of his daily life that's a good way to put it it's um it has romantic qualities i am hesitant to call it a romance film i would certainly not uh yeah in in the classical sense perhaps but not in the way we might think of like a modern uh romance or or a, a rom-com at all yeah and it's certainly not even the same way of like call me by your name is either no no ah, dude uh yeah <laughs> not entirely sure how to put this uh it is uh, it was i will call it we i think we can go as far as to say a relationship drama i think we can go that far yeah, because yeah, their relationship is a major focus of the film, um, and also his just egotism is also a big focus of the film. <laughs> um, so it's I think it's saying a lot of interesting things about what a relationship can do to your life and how it can affect you for the good and for the bad. It's it kind of made me feel. Uh, I hope I can tell you this without it being very spoilery, but it kind of gave me some Gone Girl feels at the end of it. Um, Oh, I, I got those way earlier in the movie. Well, no, way that. earlier too. But <laughs> no, I got it way earlier too. But I mean, like that's that's when I left the theater. Like I was like, that's this is the closest thing to Gone Girl I've seen in a while. Well, since Gone Girl, so that's I yeah. found that that was that that, and I was not expecting that. I was not thinking that I would find this to be you know Paul Thomas Anderson's you know riff on on relationships. But, I don't know, it's not bad. It's extremely well-crafted. Um, the acting's pretty good. The characters could be better defined, or maybe not de- fleshed out, maybe. They could be a little bit better. It feels a lot like high school required reading in cinematic form. That's kind of how I felt it, it, about it. Yeah, it very much does. Like, there there are artistic touches about it that I can I can look at and I, I appreciate. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a neat little thing they, they did here. I just wish the material was better. Yeah. Like I was looking over my notes for this and when I when I was writing it up I had a lot of just I don't know angry thoughts. Well not angry thoughts, but you know, you know, snippy little thought things. And one of the things I wrote and I said, like a lot of Anderson's movies, it's really good, but in a lot of ways feels like a paint by numbers important acting movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, all of that, and uh, again, the, the Gone Girl vibe, this is certainly on the list of not good date movies. 
Nope. Not not to that level of, of like say Gone Girl or It Follows yeah. that we've talked about before. Oh yeah. Not <laughs> not, not nearly to that degree, <laughs> but yeah, prob probably not a good date movie anyhow. I imagine Paul Thomas Anderson would find it really funny that we talked about It Follows in relationship to Phantom Thread. Um. <laughs> Paul, if you're listening, I will say not. this on the record. Not um. a good date movie. Just like It Follows. <laughs> anyway, I think we we were both somewhat under-impressed with this movie. Um, I think it's I think it's extremely well made. I don't think it's a bad movie, but it is probably my least favorite of the bunch. Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement there. There, there's there's lots of technical stuff here that's that's well done in terms of the the craft of the storytelling but i just didn't find it that compelling a story or for the most part the characters themselves very engaging i mean i didn't get much of an emotional response from watching this movie until you know, about midway through when something happened yeah, and a after that there were you know more long stretches where it's okay nothing's really happening again yep well, and like I think about Gone Girl again is that like, you know, in Gone Girl, those are terrible people doing terrible things to each other. And but I care kind of like I want to know right. what happens next there. Yeah. Whereas this is a movie where terrible people do terrible things to each other. And I was like, eh. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Clean cup. Move down. Moving on. So, can I ask you a hypothetical question? Oh, dear. I don't like hypothetical questions. Well, I don't think you're going to like the real one either. Do you have the papers? Not yet. This is a devastating security breach that was leaked out of the Pentagon. The most highly classified documents of the war. Uh, next we have The Post. Steven Spielberg movie starring Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, handful of other talented performers. Uh, Bruce Greenwood was in this briefly. Uh, this is a movie about the, uh, the Washington Post and the publishing of the the leaked Pentagon Papers uh, mm -hmm. during the, the Nixon administration. And yeah, a lot of hay has been made around this story already, but not really in quite this way before. Um, and it's, it's, it's not just about that. It's, it's, it's not just about the Pentagon Papers, that is. It's, it's about a lot of what was going on internally at the Post at the time and sort of how this event specifically became sort of a, a focal point for for a change there yeah it, it's interesting because a uh, a number like who was it um i think it was seth myers who made like a parody off of it called newspaper movie and I, it's fair to think of it as a newspaper movie but i don't really think of it as a newspaper movie i mean it's a movie that a newspaper is a big important factor in it but it isn't like spotlight spotlight yeah. has a lot more of a newspaper movie feel than this did it it, it really does yeah as, as opposed to like spotlight or all the president's men which yeah. would be an interesting double feature uh -huh. and fairly apt this this is mm -hmm. more like sort of a an inside newspaper mm -hmm. at, yeah it's it's a little different it, at, yeah in in the way that moneyball is sort of an inside baseball movie yeah that's a good way to put it i would not call moneyball a baseball movie no in, in the same way, this is not really a newspaper movie. No, it's it's basically a political thriller in a, in a lot of ways. And I actually think this might be the best thing that Steven Spielberg has made um, in, in a while. I have no idea. Like, I mean, Steven Spielberg always makes very good movies. But this might be his first great movie. 
in a while for me, at least. Yeah. It doesn't have, I think I've said this a few times, like Steven Spielberg has a tendency to have movies that have more than one ending or that you feel like the movie's going to end and then there's 10 more minutes. Um, <laughs> this this did not do that. I, M- Minority Report is, in my opinion, the most egregious example of like, <laughs> and the movie's over. Nope, 10 more minutes. Well, to be fair, that the source material there is... is it's is, also like that. Yeah, and I can say that having not actually seen that movie, but... No, I, I, I agree with you that this is probably Spielberg's best movie in recent memory. In recent memory, yeah, I'll go that far. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, like, what I would say. Like, I feel like he's made something really great since Catch Me If You Can. Um, I liked Bridge of Spies, but I thought yeah. this was a better film still. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I did like Bridge of Spies quite a lot, actually. Uh, it was, it's 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 a an interesting story and was, was well told and everything. Um, the BFG is an underappreciated movie isn't great actually but is is you know deserves way more attention than it's gotten so every so often you know you and i have talked have movies where we think they are the film that every american should see and that is what this is this year i think the post is given the state of attack on journalism as it is and fake news like this is the kind of movie that every american should see to a, get some perspective, mm-hmm. and B, know that, you know, it's the fifth estate for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So, as you said, this is this year's Every American Movie. Um, we can thank my mom for that. Thanks, mom, yep. for uh, mm-hmm. actually actually coming up with uh, with that little turn of phrase a few years ago uh, with respect to Lincoln. We used it last year with Hidden Figures, I think. Yeah, so that's, that's the post. This is very near the top for me, if, uh, if not the the top movie mm-hmm. for, for best picture this year. It's up there for me as well. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I found it you know, very engaging. There's, there's lots of, of gripping drama, lots of really neat technical shots. There's a, a bit where they're in the Tom Hanks's character's house and, and they're, they're doing a follow shot in very closed space. Wow. And, and, and it went on for a little bit through, through several rooms. Wow. that, that was impressive, and it's like this—that's that's the sort of thing I wouldn't have noticed, you know, even just a, a few years ago necessarily. But mm-hmm. that's that's an impressive technical bit of work there, and, and there are some other things like that throughout the yeah. movie. I also like that it's that it has Bob and David from Mr. Show, not not being funny <laughs> together really, but I I'd like that they are in the movie together. All the President's Men is an interesting thing because the last this does not spoil anything, but you can literally. You could tack on the beginning of All the President's Men to this, and it would just be almost seamless, except for the fact that suddenly Tom Hanks becomes Jason Robards. Yeah. Like, I mean, there and some other things, I mean, because, like, a movie filmed now and a movie filmed in the 70s look very different, but you get the idea. Yeah, they, they would, but, yeah, I, I agree. That would be a, an interesting double feature and, and nearly seamless. It would be yeah, a lot nearly. to sit through, though. That would be a lot to sit through. <laughs> yeah, and as much as I like all the presidents' men, it doesn't exactly have a satisfying ending, whereas this did. Yeah, I mean, and and that's not in terms of the actual history. It's it's more just in terms of the the movie as a movie. Yeah. Yeah, and this is one of my favorite times in America's history. So I always find this stuff interesting. So yeah. Plus, Meryl Streep had to be up for something. Yeah, Meryl's got a Meryl. We love you, Meryl. We really do. <laughs> she deaf? Mute, sir. She can hear you. Clean that lab, you get out. This may very well be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. You may think that thing looks human. Stands on two legs, right? But 
We're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. Yes. I'll admit, if I was going to vote for Best Picture, it would probably be this one, and I totally know it's based off of the fact that I'm a monster movie kid, and like a hardcore monster movie kid. This is the best monster movie since Creature from the Black Lagoon, probably. Um, and it, which is, which makes sense because it's sort of a riff on Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. But it's just, it's, but not only is it like a good little monster movie, it's not really a horror film though, but it's a, that to borrow something I, you know, from the faculty of horror, it's kind of horror adjacent. It has, you know, the hallmarks of a horror film and it has, technically it has like two monsters in it actually, but it's not really a horror film. It's more of a romance movie and like a beautiful fairy tale as well. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Sort of a semi-modern fairy tale. Uh, it, it does sort of have the two monster thing where it's like, who's the real monster here? But that's, again, sort of a hallmark of lots of horror movies. And, and It's a hallmark and monster of monster movies. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and there's 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 a lot to like here. It's I mean just the the overall aesthetic of it is is beautiful and and sort of dreamlike. And there are, you know plenty of good performances in it. Uh, Michael Shannon, Sally Hawkins, Doug Jones, um, Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. So yeah. there's 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 plenty to like here. And I I did enjoy the movie. This was sort of in the middle for uh, best picture nominees as as I saw them mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of you know just when I saw them. I enjoyed it, I liked it, but it's not as near the top as it was when I saw it, just because I've, I've seen things since that I, I liked better. It's it's still a very good movie. Yeah, I, I might put this one, like, say, fourth out of out of mm-hmm. nine. It, it would not get my vote. Like I mm-hmm. said, I, I enjoyed the movie. There's there's plenty to like, but there I, I do think other movies are better than this one like i freely admitted my bias on this one but you know at the same time i also think it's just a really good movie um i do feel like however it has a lot of similarities to like to la la land in that there's a lot of just movies are awesome involved in it yeah there's there's a little bit of that and so i i think that that could be a explain why the academy likes it so much but (laughs) but you know the but and b why i even like it that much but i would still i would even when I think about the caliber of how well the movie is, I would still probably think of it as one of the best movies this year. Um, and it would definitely be, it would either be it or something else that I would vote for. Um, beats the, really, it would be between this or the post, um, possibly Dunkirk, if I were to vote, even if I was trying to put away my monster movie bias. But it's hard for me to put away my cinema lover bias. So, yeah, like, even your bias is definitely showing. Yeah, exactly. So that I'll that you know I'll put it out there. But even then, I still think it's a really really good movie. So, yeah, yeah, and probably like I mean I already own a copy of Get Out. It's one I'm gonna buy. So <laughs> like like I, I may do that with the post, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a, a Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, without a doubt, I, it might be his best movie since Pan's Labyrinth. I really like Pan's Labyrinth. I think it's a good film, but it's I also know it's. Not without its flaws and problems, but oh, neither sure. is this. Sure, I mean, I mean, I I don't know any movie that is completely flawless, but I mean, we've mm-hmm. we've we've talked here about uh, about Crimson Peak, and yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if we've actually talked on the show about Pacific Rim. I'm, I don't think we did. I'm not really a fan. I mean, we, yeah, we, we really didn't either. talk about it when it was new, but I don't know if it's come up in any of our other little side conversations. I don't think it has. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm not really a fan of that one it looks amazing but it's it's really dumb it's really dumb it's even dumber than it would have 
than you might have thought from from watching a trailer. Well, I mean, even Hellboy's those movies are smarter and like better than yeah than Pacific Rim, and that's not that's not a knock at Hellboy. I mean, like it's just you know that he could do better. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't seen all of Blade Two, but you can kind of see that too. <laughs> I mean, let's 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 just say I I feel like Senor Del Toro's track record is a a little spotty. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, um, there's I've, I've liked just about everything I've seen from him, but that doesn't mean it's all great. Yeah, there, there was something I was. Oh, the, one of my favorite things to pretend about with this movie though is that so it takes place in like 1962 Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to pretend it's in the same universe as John Waters' Hairspray. I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna say it adds a lot to the movie, but it does make it it does add a sense of fun that you may not think about. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it also could be the same as the musical remake universe, for that matter, too. But <laughs> that might actually be funnier. That, yeah, it might be. I mean, they're both about like you know romances that you're not supposed to be having. That's part of something in <laughs> in both movies. Sure, sure. Quote unquote, not supposed to. But I think it would be interesting to put John Travolta from that movie and Michael Shannon from this one in a room together. Uh, ooh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put up these billboards? My daughter Angela was murdered seven months ago. It seems to me the police department is too busy torturing black folks and eating Krispy Kremes to solve actual crime. Last one, finally down to the end of the Best Picture nominee list. Three billboards outside Emming, Missouri. Uh, I, I like this movie. This was one that I saw in the middle of the pack. And uh, I, I think it was the last one I saw before the nominees were announced. So, and I kind of knew it was going to be nominated, um, so I wanted to, like, work hard to see it before it came out, and before the, the nominees came out. So I went and I saw it, and I really liked it when I saw it. I think it's probably that director's best script. Um, I've read a lot of his plays, mm. and and, I'm, and I really like In Bruges, but... As, as time has gone by and I've seen other movies, I have become less impressed with this film. I still think it's it's a very good movie, and it's probably... It's somewhere between third and fourth place for me. I find it interesting in that I, th- I like that it makes you think the most. I think of all the movies in here, it's the one that is going to engage with you on a visceral level how you feel about these characters and how you feel about the situation. And I think that that's very important and very interesting and one of the best things about this movie. But I don't know, as time has gone by, I've just I find myself not as into it as I thought it would be. Yeah. I'm 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 with you though. This one falls sort of somewhere in the middle for me, but I I I do really like it. I I appreciate it a lot. Um I felt it had one thing specifically in common with the Another nominee from a few years ago, uh, The Descendants, starring George Clooney. Uh, Mm -hmm. Something I liked about that movie that I I found here, too, is that each character in the movie, even, you know, just little characters that that only have, you know, one or two lines, they all feel very real, very three-dimensional, like without much else really being done explicitly you feel mm-hmm. like they're all real people with their own hopes and dreams and history and mm-hmm. and you know interactions with with the world around them in 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 that way this this film felt like like you said sort of very visceral and and very real and very credible yeah um i think that's a testament to its writing and to its acting i like it's very good in that regard um i don't know what yeah i don't know what has made me not be as big of a fan of it as well i mean i still like it it's like i'm still a fan per se but i i don't know what has happened that made me not be as into it for best picture now 
it's worth your time, but it's definitely not the nicest movie. Um, <laughs> no, I'll say that. no, it, 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 it certainly isn't, but, but that's, um, the, but that's its point. It's, it's kind of making you question some things about, well, kind of like not really life in general, but kind of life in general. Um, I don't really have a good movie to kind of pair it with, um, because there aren't a lot of Flannery O'Connor movies, and I haven't seen <laughs> Wise Blood, so the but yeah, I would I would recommend reading some Flannery O'Connor short stories and then watching this if yeah. you if you're if you're a guy like me who likes to kind of pair his media consumptions. But it's a very well made film. It's definitely um, Martin's best film, but he's only made three, so I don't, I don't really know if that says much. Uh, and I do think it's his best script, and he has written a lot of things. And compared to his Compared to his plays and other movies, I think I think this is the best thing he's written. Yeah, I agree. This is a recommend. Definitely worth recommend. Worth, worth, worth the time. Mm-hmm. Voting today, I would not vote for it for best picture, but I think it's in in very good company with most of the rest of the nominees here. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, of these nine movies, none of them are bad. None of them suck. Like none of them are like like this should not have been nominated. Like I don't have anything like that in this. Yeah. In this list. I, I don't really, I mean, I, I have some reservations about Phantom Thread, like we discussed. Yeah, but and it makes sense it, why it's nominated. It does, but it would be the first to be replaced if it were me. Yeah, yeah if it were me. Yeah, the the only, I was off, before we were recording, like, I said that if, if I, Tanya, had been nominated, it would have messed things up for me. But I, I ended up liking that movie more than Tim. And, and for whatever reason, like, that's not a dig at Tim, it's just what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, we're allowed to have different opinions. We're allowed to have different opinions. So, like, I don't know. So that's the thing I really like about these this this slate of nine movies is that you get a really good smorgasbord of movies that are all not a bunch of Academy Award movies. I mean, there's a couple in there, like two or three in there, but then there's you know you got things like Get Out, and you got things like Lady Bird, and you got like you know you got different things in this this yeah. year. So, yeah. And I. And I kind of appreciate that. It's nice to see that the Oscars are moving towards, or hopefully moving. This this could very well just end up being a weird year, but are you know considering other options other than four movies like Phantom Threat, so yeah. or five movies like Phantom Threat, you know. So yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Um, I I think it's already kind of a weird year. I mean, there mm-hmm. like like you said, there's not a lot of uh, what we've in the past called awards bait as, mm-hmm. as far as the the movies here. Uh, and a lot of them are are good. I haven't felt like too many of them are are really what I would call great necessarily. So it's it's been a very good year for movies, mm-hmm. but maybe not its best. Just because we've we've had years that have given us you know, movies, you know, e- even if it was fewer, but you know one or two movies that were just that much better than than the field this year. I mean that mm-hmm. that said, there's there's lots of tight competition in the in a lot of these categories, like uh, d- directing, um, all all five of those are um, also up for best picture, and yeah, really, I I would be completely satisfied with most of them. I actually haven't seen quite all the movies for the acting categories. I'm I'm still missing one movie from each of three of those. Um, I'm still planning to watch this week before the before the ceremony. The only one of the acting ones I haven't seen is All the Money in the World for Christopher Plummer, who basically got copy-pasted into that movie. Um, I mean, not in actuality, but I mean, like that was 
kind of the idea behind it. And and but that one just it kind of came and went out here, and I wasn't able to catch it. And I don't think I, we'll see if it happens before the the ceremony. But I don't know. Yeah. So I did manage to see that one, and it's uh, it was it was actually really impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I I think uh, Christopher Plummer is going to get some votes just for not being Kevin Spacey. Yep. <laughs> uh, in in this case, but the truth is, he really did do a good job, and yeah, people haven't really talked about just how much of the movie in in terms of his runtime they they had to reshoot because he's in like half the movie. He's he's not the lead character here, mm-hmm. but he's got an awful lot of screen time. This right. this this was you know not a, a trivial thing to do. I mean, at all. Never mind in the amount of time that they had to do it. Exactly. So, and so that's impressive. I think that that is impressive, and I I kind of feel like even if that wasn't there, uh, he he probably would have been deserving of a nomination because it, it's a great performance. Right. Uh, I did see the script ones that both screenplay. I was able to get both screenplay categories filled out. Any of the things in in original screenplay could win, and I would basically be okay with it um, i want get out to win i already said that but yeah it's a, that's a really stacked category and adapted screenplay like that's all that, those are all pretty good too I, this is the i had to watch logan because of this i had it was the second x-men movie i had ever seen and because i just never cared about the x-men uh take that as you will yeah. and 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 it could win and i wouldn't be mad uh molly's game i wasn't that super impressed with um but i guess if i voted there it would be between call me by your name and mudbound but i'm not 100 percent sure there as much as we ragged on phantom thread i do say i think it has it may have the best score of the nominees for best score although hans zimmer for dunkirk is really good too yeah man there, there are just so many good movies there're just so many good movies this last year and that's that's a good thing that's this this yeah. is how we should have have an award season we should be debating and like not 100 percent sure what we want to happen um i think that's that's a good thing it makes it exciting because you know there's some years you're just like well it's going to be this and you know it's going to be that from like the moment that movie you see the trailer for that movie mm-hmm. and i'm glad we didn't have that this year i think yeah. that's pretty yeah cool. I, I i like that there's there are a lot more complications yeah and i, and I think that's that's great is there any other category stuff you want to mention baby driver again for uh, oh baby both, driver yeah. both sound editing and mixing uh that's yeah, but... a movie we both really enjoyed and the sound and uh and the music was actually uh, a big part of it. We, we kind of mm-hmm. talked about it at the time. It's it's a strong contender, but uh, it, again, it's a crowded field. The, the other, it's a crowded field. The other movie movies there have a, an awful lot going for them, too. Well, it's the same movies. Like, it, uh, for, for, for both those categories, it's the same five yeah. movies, which is... Same five movies. Different people are specifically nominated, but it's the same five movies. Yeah. Which is a testament to how people don't know the difference between mixing and editing, but... <laughs> Still, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like I'm between Baby Driver and Dunkirk is what I am on both of those ones. I think I would have one win one and the other one win the other one. Baby Driver is also up for film editing. And you can actually give an opinion on this one, too, because it's Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Yeah, I, I have actually seen all of those, all, all yeah. five of them. Uh, again, that's a really tough field. Yeah. I think... I might be more inclined for Dunkirk on that one. I Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I would cut Shape of Water for, for editing, because, I mean, it was it was fine, but I didn't feel like it did anything especially remarkable. 
in in terms of that. Whereas the the other four, uh, maybe a little less so, three billboards, the way they're edited and, and cut together is very much a part of how the the stories are are being told Mm -hmm. all all these different aspects are are coming together in these movies yeah exactly and like and i tanya has that whole black docu comedy thing going on for it so and it's the way it edits itself like lends itself to its story very well and you're right like shape of water and three billboards like the the editing of those movies aren't bad per se but they don't they don't contribute to the storytelling as much as it does in those other three movies so yeah i would yeah I don't know. I feel like I'd be more towards Dunkirk than Baby Driver, but Baby Driver could win there, and I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you there. I think we both were kind of into Roger Deakins winning, even though we were sort of un well not un under impressed with with Blade Runner, but he was he's a legend. So you know, and and if that wouldn't suffice, I would be down with with Dunkirk winning for cinematography. That's a really hard category, also. I don't know. It's a, it's a good year, man. We have a lot of cool things. Yeah. To like talk about, and I don't know, that's the thing I like about 2017. I mean, there wasn't a lot of great things about 2017, but it was a really strong year for film. Yeah, yeah, it really was. We've even yep. talked about some some others that are not represented here that were, were pretty good. I mean, right now, for, for me, if, if it were me voting, I'd have a hard time between Dunkirk and The Post. Um, yeah. Darkest Hour, probably third. Mm-hmm. I like like I've said like I would probably most likely vote for Shape of Water, but then after that I would definitely after that it would be Dunkirk and the Post, and then probably three billboards. But when I think about what should win, what will win, things like that, like I think I think the race is kind of judging from like the buzz that has happened over the over the last few months, like I would say or few weeks, um, I would say that it seems to kind of be between three billboards and Shape of Water in the how competition is yeah. regardless of our opinions but i do think there could be a potential upset with dunkirk i do think that that could feasibly happen it would be a surprise yes but if anything taught us last year there's some things that you think are a lock but they end up not being so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm 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 with you there uh it, it's it's award season and this is kind of the cap mm-hmm. on it so there have already been you know the like the baftas and the golden globes and things like that that we don't really pay as much attention to here no. you know for 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 the site but those are th- playoffs this yeah. is the super bowl yeah so. yeah basically yeah I, I i i agree these are all pretty good movies it's yeah. it's it's hard to really really disagree with uh <laughs> with any of them winning um yeah i think we're both kind of we would both be somewhat disappointed if phantom thread won mm, um, yes yeah, but that that's probably it. Like, if the any of the other ones were won, I wouldn't be, like, upset. Well, even then, if Phantom Thread won, I wouldn't be upset. I would be just like, meh. I, I, would, I would be disappointed. I mean, it yeah. wouldn't, like, ruin my day or anything. I'd just be like, so who actually voted this year? Yeah, that would be the question, yeah. <laughs> so. There's some hanging Chad problems. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe. That was a relevant joke. Um, anyway, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that's our that's our show for now. We're uh, we are of course going to be watching the show live uh, next weekend on uh, on Sunday evening. We'll be live tweeting. Follow us at Dead Letter Movie. Well, I I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens because really, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything we learned from the La La Land Moonlight debacle of last year is that yeah, we don't really know anything. Right. <laughs> yep. Anyhow. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run.
run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Bang, 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 bang goes the farmer's gun. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run.